Hey everyone, welcome to or welcome back to the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ and I'm joined by my co-host Telsey and together we explore topics surrounding flow as well as lead by inspiration through our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. On this episode of the Flowcast, we've got Kent Sheehy. Kent is one of the co-owners of the Sweat Happy Wellness Reformer Pilates Studio. Along with his wife, Becky, they've really started to make a difference in Peterborough in the area with their Pilates classes. They do an awesome job, and this conversation really gets deep into how they've gotten to where they are with their business, as well as some of the fascinating background that Kent has with just finding his way with fitness and with wellness, as well as with music, which is a a deep and dear part of his life as well. So I hope you really enjoy this wide ranging conversation that Telsey and I have with Kent and let's get right into it. We've got Kent Sheehy there here this week and, um, a man of m- many hats, as far as I can tell, from from a very widespread background, but now uh, gotten to know you really well because you're right next door with the Sweat Happy Wellness um, Reformer Pilates Studio. Mm-hmm. So just tell us a bit about who you are personally, not necessarily the business, but how, how you identify yourself, um, and we'll get going from there. Okay, true. Um, so I'm Kent Sheehy. Uh, co-owner of Sweat Happy Wellness, right next door here to Flow Spa. Uh, we own a reformer Pilates studio. Um, I am a longtime entrepreneur. I've been practicing. I've been on many entrepreneurial journeys since my early 20s. Um, many failures, some wins, you know what I mean? They're all wins, really. Yeah. Got to see it that way. Absolutely. Um, and what else? I guess I'm plant-based. Um, I don't eat meat. Uh I practice breathing. I'm really into foraging. Um, I guess that's me in a nutshell, really. What cool. do you forage? Um, mostly just wild greens, like uh, weeds and stuff like that. Yeah. Like uh, dandelions, plantains, thistles, stuff that grow around your house. I don't. I don't yeah. necessarily go out into the forest and do a lot of foraging. Okay. Um, I also do mushrooms and Sweet. stuff like that. Cool. I want to get more into that. We'll talk after. For sure. Well, <laughs> cool. or we can talk. Or we can with talk it's very sometimes. interesting, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's something that um, is definitely on the 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 fringe of even nutrition right now. But I think it's it's picking up in popularity, especially with um, the knowledge that a lot of like the the produce we're getting is is not from organic sources. So the concerns over what's contaminating our, our food sources mm-hmm. and, uh, and there are still untapped areas in, in nature that fortunately aren't as adulterated by pesticides and things like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really fascinating. What, um, how, how did you like find out about that or, or realize it was a thing? Did it just come to you naturally or was there like somebody that inspired you with that? Um, a guy named Marcus Rothkrantz on YouTube. He's this German dude who lives in Newmarket or he's from Newmarket. Actually, now he lives in California. But uh, he wrote a book called Free Food and Medicine. Cool. And he also made a documentary around it. 
just showing people how to how they can find all of this medicine that grows right around their house that can basically heal them of anything and um that's the main way that i found out about it and it was it was just because i was a raw vegan at the time Mm. and that can be quite expensive when you're just buying a lot of fruit and a lot of fresh vegetables and stuff like that and um so when i realized well you can just eat dandelions that grow outside yeah i was like that that's free so and also like you said it's not covered in pesticides which is a huge issue and you know if you're not careful of that with the cleaning of the fruits and vegetables that can cause more problems than what you were trying to get away from by becoming a raw vegan you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that's that's it pretty much it's very cool Mm -hmm. so with like the with the mushrooms, do you go anywhere in particular? Or once again, it's kind of like when it spreads out around your home or, or what do you do there? Because it's also, I, I think, I guess to sort of put the cautionary statement out there too, like there are mushrooms that people have to sort of be cautious of, right? They have to mm-hmm. avoid or be a little bit um, cognizant of which which mushrooms they're foraging for. So mm-hmm. is, there, is there like a resource you... You go to. I know there's some really interesting um, mycologists out there mm-hmm. that are that are kind of spreading this awareness around the the power of mushrooms. So there's a ton of information on YouTube, yep. of course, about like mushroom everything. foraging, yeah. about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Life on YouTube. I'm a part-time <laughs> graduate of YouTube University. That's yeah, me for sure. Ninety-nine um, of mushrooms are fine. Okay. Are healthy for you. Um, so there isn't actually that many poisonous mushrooms. A lot of the, um, information out there or the fear mongering about it isn't actually true. Um, yeah, but I, I would say I'm more of like an opportunistic forger of mushrooms and of like other things too. Um, I just do it when it's there. You know what I mean? For a while there, I was really into it. I'd go out and me and Becky would go out on hikes, my wife, and, uh, we'd, do it just to forage and look for turkey tail mushrooms and that that's pretty magical it's a pretty fun thing to do for sure yeah. but nowadays it's uh it's just like um i found a huge shaga mushroom oh, um great. last year and i was it's because um i cut down trees with my dad once in a while my dad's a arborist and um we were just cutting down a tree and uh i looked up into the tree and saw a big that chaga mushroom and I was awesome. like no way amazing so my dad uh cut it down we cut that piece out and I took it home and that's been lasting me for a couple months now and that's amazing. you know chaga is expensive it was yeah. a good like hundred dollars worth of chaga mushroom amazing. so so um, good for you too it is yeah. it's so amazing you can like feel the benefits when you drink a like a good thick chaga tea because like it's different when you're when you get it free you can you can put it. tons of it into <laughs> and you know what I mean and you just make a huge tea that's like so thick you and black. Like high on chaga. Oh, and it, yeah, it just like you feel it alkalizing your body much like like Wim Hof breath work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. You saw me the first time I ingested chaga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just here. I was there's a kombucha across the street at Healthy Planet that that's, has it in it, that's and right. like I'm sensitive to everything. I feel everything like. Good. Cool. Very, yeah. Uh, it can be cool. It can also be terrifying. That's true. Um, but I just was like... You thought you were, like, drunk. It, I feel, yeah. yeah, I felt high. <laughs> like, I was just so blissed out. Like, not in a paranoid way, just in a, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a bit of a coffee alternative. Yeah. That's what it's used for in, Is like, it? different European okay. countries. Cool. Yeah. Like, Switzerland, I'm pretty sure. it's oh, a Yeah, they do everything better there. Popular coffee. I, th- I think it's included cool. in the... Uh, 
the four sigmatic mushroom coffee as well for that reason so that you don't get so it's yeah it's a good energizer without the without the joltiness of too much caffeine i think that's what they include yeah with their where is that company from they're from um oh i was just listening is to it switzerland it's, or it's some country it's, like that that's what i meant to be honest actually no it's it's finland finland that's what I mean. i'm pretty sure because uh, okay. there's they an ex- excellent yeah. podcast with uh his name's tiro i forget what his last or his, his last name's pretty complicated but he uh the founder of four sigmatic was just on the finding mastery podcast mm. and it's cool. a really great conversation he's very fascinating and like such like a i mean their companies become really big and and widespread like well known in in a, the u.s and and now in canada but he's so like humble and to himself and it's it's a really great conversation and fascinating to learn because he's so passionate about the mushrooms that their company, you know, has really brought to the forefront of of Western society in a lot of ways, I think. Um, mm-hmm. there's, some, there's definitely some other people up there, but I think Four Sigmatic's done a big job as far as, as getting it out there. Yeah, yeah I think So that's a very cool one. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so it seems like a lot of the stuff that you do as well is is based around like fitness and and wellness in that sense so where where did that come from like have you been mm-hmm. a lifelong fitness junkie or how did you sort of find that that uh pathway kind of i was a i've been a long time fitness junkie i'd say i started working out when i was like 16 17 years old just kind of pumping weights in the gym learning from the guys with big biceps you know <laughs> and um like never really made like very rarely saw changes in my body was i was drinking protein shakes with ice cream in them you know what i mean like <laughs> like no clue what i was doing yeah. killing myself basically slowly slowly yes <laughs> quickly actually Fair. because at around the age 23 or so i was working in barry ontario um i was a audio engineer so i was recording bands and i was working like crazy hours like 10 12 hours a day every single day or six six days a week and um was just running myself into the ground. I was drinking tons of coffee, mm-hmm. um, like five cups of coffee a day. Oh, yeah. um, by that time in my life, I was already pretty unhealthy. I didn't really know it, but I was always a very tired person throughout my whole life. So during that time when I really had to step it up and actually get some work done, I was just running on stimulants like coffee and other things. And uh, it, it, that was just destroying. It was making me really stressed. You know, it just coffee, mm-hmm. too much coffee destroys your adrenals. It, it, uh, yeah. it um just you're tense you know what i mean you're just you're not feeling good and and you're dehydrated because the coffee dehydrates you yeah and um i was i was ruining my health and so i got into fitness trying to fix my health you know what i mean i got back into fitness so i I think it was around the time i started listening to the joe rogan podcast and and i got inspired to start working out and uh i i put in a good year of just intense uh, weightlifting, really trying to change my body, mm-hmm. meeting all these old guys that were doing, uh, you know, <laughs> real bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah. And um, after one year, made like I got my newbie gains and yeah. then there was no change. You know what I mean? And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I've been working so hard. What's going on here? And then one day I just meet this other dude and he goes, man, it's it's all diet. Like, it's it's all diet, you know? So I was like, okay, that guy's pretty ripped. So I'll listen to what he says. I'll, I'll start changing my diet a little bit. So I start buying some, you know, mini tomatoes and eating fruits and vegetables. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I wasn't currently doing really at all. And uh, started seeing changes in my body. 
almost right away by just eating mainly just like I pretty much just went right paleo, mm-hmm. like just meats and, and fruits and vegetables and stuff like that and cutting out gluten and stuff. This was probably around the time that um, Dave Asprey was on the Joe Rogan podcast and I started learning about the bulletproof diet and a, a more yeah. ketogenic way of eating. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I picked up on that, started eating the bulletproof diet, basically um, the, the butter coffees and all of that. And um it's, I started feeling great, you know what I mean? I started fasting, because that's one thing that it goes really well with keto. Uh, getting into ketosis uh, yeah. is easily done by fasting, you know what I mean? So I started getting into fasting, realizing the benefits of fasting. I started to get more energy, my tiredness was going away, and um, I, I started, I was feeling great. But I, I started to get really constipated. <laughs> I started to realize after like two years of pretty much just eating butter and meat, <laughs> Butter, like butter and, and bacon that I wouldn't go to the bathroom sometimes for like three days at a time oh, wow. and that that wasn't fun you know what I mean yeah. so I was always just really turned off by like vegans you know what I mean I was always that guy if like someone posted way, something man. about I have yeah yeah I was always like if someone posted something on um the internet about veganism I'd be that guy who goes well you're gonna ruin your diet you're gonna ruin your health you know what I mean blah blah blah. like it's I just didn't believe in it I didn't even I didn't uh even entertain the thought that it was possible to be healthy on a vegan diet you know what I mean right. and then um I started working at this desk job where I was able to run YouTube in the background and this is when I really started, because before it was like podcasts, now I'm working this desk job and I can run YouTube and listen to it in my headphones. And um, I started entertaining different ways of thinking, you know what I mean? Other than just what Joe Rogan, our, our Lord and Savior, <laughs> has to say, pretty much, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And um, it started making sense. I was like, oh, like these guys are saying that we're supposed to be having bowel movements three times a day. Mm-hmm. When like keto people, it's like, they're almost okay with not going every day, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I just kept listening to it and kept just going, okay, these guys have really good points and, and you can't really fight against the um, the um, the aspect of it that it's more morally Like the ethical. Correct. ethical the ethical story. aspect. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really fight that, you yeah. know what I mean? And um, so I, I started to try it and I kind of hopped into a pretty hardcore form of veganism yeah. because I'm kind of that kind of hardcore type of person you know all what or I mean? nothing sort of thing. Both feet. Yeah. yeah so i went like basically fruit based like yeah. right away and um did you do the banana thing the 30 yeah. bananas a day thing yeah no i never did that okay, but I, I tried that once yeah it was challenging and i will not eat bananas anymore um, <laughs> yeah you definitely want to eat high quality bananas if you're going to do that yeah yeah i think you know? that was my problem i was a student at the time and i was like Oh. Scrounging for I was living in Toronto eating Chinatown bananas mm. all day every day. True. I did ten days of it. Nice. That's pretty good. It's all right. <laughs> nice. I did like a couple years basically on just fruit too. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And I felt great. Um, lost a lot of my muscle, like I lost all of my muscle. Uh, was very low weight. Um, was also practicing tons of different fasting during that time. Um, which led to me losing all that weight, really. I did like a two-day dry fast, my fasting. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't have that much to brag about fasting-wise, right. but, I'm, but I'm still just really into it. Yeah. And then I would say I probably did about a year or so where I was eating under 1,000 calories a day and just doing a ton of breath work. Mm. And um, so that was a fast in itself, that full year, basically, of doing that. And um, a lot of the issues that 
just kind of um, stopped, the symptoms kind of stopped during keto um, and it wouldn't flare up like like um, low testosterone and different things like this. Um, they basically just went completely away. Like the, the fruits actually did heal me. You know what I mean? And as I started to eat more, my body just went back to the way it was before I was sick. So I like keto kind of stopped the symptoms and, and made me feel better at the time. But eating plant-based, mainly just fruit, seemed to have healed me completely. And also the breath work and the, and the fasting and everything all, mm-hmm. all uh, wrapped up inside of it. But it's, it's the more holistic way of looking at health that definitely uh, fixed all of my health issues yeah. at the time. Uh-huh. So um, I wouldn't say that I'm perfect. I'm still working on it, you know. Um, and it's, it's always a journey. You know what I mean? You're always, you're always learning and, and you gotta be open to learning. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure it out and still on that journey. So it's like to be continued. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's no ending to that story. No, yeah. Yeah. very much so. That's good. Um, I'm, I'm curious cause we talk about flow a lot. Like, do you know the state of flow to get mm-hmm. into? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure what is it like beta waves or alpha waves or something? Um, brain waves. Well, as far as the brain waves go, it's most likely in like an, an alpha state because beta beta is where it's sort of like the anxiety kind of the, the mid teens to higher Hertz. And then alpha is kind of that, I think 12 to 14 Hertz range. I don't know if, uh, it's not, it's not always necessarily, well, I, I, yeah, it's, it's in, it's in that like focused, it's in that focused brainwave state. Mm-hmm. So we, we'd probably see that being kind of the, the, the state there, but, um, it's more like the feeling itself. So being completely present in the, in the moment, in the activity itself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, where are you going to lead into yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I want to know like specifically, cause we haven't really talked about diet and flow on this podcast, like how do you feel, if at all, um, your the way of eating or like your journey with eating has helped you mentally in your flow state or has it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, big time, definitely. Um, it's, you know, your gut is your second brain. Like yeah. that's what everybody's talking about nowadays, you know? Yeah. So the healthier your gut is, the more healthy your brain patterns are gonna be. So cool. um, like the truth is, is lack of food is my favorite way to be to be into a good to get into a good flow state you know what mm-hmm. I mean fasting yeah. being fasted um and uh just having high energy obviously you need the energy you know what I mean mm-hmm. if you're eating heavy dense foods in my opinion that's just going to slow you down like when I was eating more keto based I was eating more dense foods mm-hmm. like meat is very dense so it moves through your system a little slower and when your elimination is a little bit slower everything else is slower you know mm-hmm. what I mean so yeah, yeah. Cool. we do hear that a lot um not necessarily on the podcast it's the first time we've really gotten into the way diet interacts with flow but you hear it with people who are eat, fasting for sure seems to be the thing like yeah. uh, a lot, a lot of a lot of people you know when they're mm-hmm. if they're trying to do their best work in the morning it's it's fasted or on an empty stomach um or with very light meals in place because it helps them for, I'm not, and I guess, yeah, like you said, it's your gut's your second brain and maybe that's related to why it, it seems oh, to work so well. Um, but also it, it could also have to do somewhat with like the, the production of ketones, right? Because I hear a lot of people say that they focus better on a ketogenic diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And so fasting related to that, just or just, just the low blood sugar too, right? Like not having those crazy insulin spikes. Maybe it's something to do with that, but it, it's interesting and it's it's good to hear. Um, and and so something that also you know tends to be very flow producing for people, um, and we haven't touched on a whole lot yet is you're in a band, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I'm not sure if that's one of the things that you're deeply you talked about being an audio engineer so i'm guessing Mm -hmm. you're pretty deeply passionate about music are you Mm -hmm. um and so what's it like for you when you're when you're performing and and some of those characteristics of flow are things like you lose track of time um Mm -hmm. oh yeah you're kind of on autopilot so is it all Mm -hmm. the above for you what kind of things when you like look back on your on like a concert performance is it that like kind of comes to mind for you? Yeah, definitely. Like time, time doesn't slow down. Time speeds up. Yeah, but it slows down at the same time. It's it's yeah. interesting. It, like it doesn't exist. I think it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you're you're in a flow state because you're following the pulse, right? And that's the musician's job. Mm-hmm. That's their career. It's just you got to stay on that pulse. You got to ride that wave up and down. Mm-hmm. So you're focused on that, and you're focused on staying. Um, like tension free in your body because music can't have any tension and it. it's got to be flowing and graceful you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it's uh the best music is somewhere in between the masculine and the feminine which is just cool. you know what i mean it's slightly feminine but ha- like tension fill it's it's ballerinas look at ballerinas that's music really without <laughs> cool. an instrument you know what i mean they're strong but they're graceful mm-hmm. um so being in that being in that state it is is a flow state in itself riding that pulse mm-hmm. um and then you get the other aspect of music, which is the um, creativity side of music, which is like when you're in that flow state, you start getting those downloads from God, basically, that are just, you know, like when creatives say that they create something, paint something, write a song, they say it doesn't come from themselves, you know? Right. They, it just, they get that download and it just happens yeah. and it's there. And like all my best songs that I've ever written happen within like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, the song's done. And it's the best That's song what I've heard, yeah. Ever. A lot of, like, the big hits out there are, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Just because it's, yeah, like you said, it's been fed to them. And yeah. And it's, like, done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the other part of the flow state in music is that it's, like, you get that direct flow from the ether, the universe, yeah. whatever you want to call it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Cool. So that's, music is very much a, a practice of flow state for is. sure. Like, yeah. the more that you do it, the more that you're going to be able to sink into that flow state naturally. I love that. Totally. I love your comment about reducing tension because I think that's universal with flow state. Like with even I've never heard that with music, but that's awesome. Like I grew up learning piano, and they're always saying like keep your body flowy because otherwise it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But I never I never really made that connection with flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that because I think in in life in general, like if you want to be in your flow zone, you can't or your flow state, whatever, you can't have tension. You can't have all these stressors, other things going on, you know, that to-do list nagging at you because then you're not there, you're mm-hmm. not present. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, cool. Yeah, like that, it. that's a very great point. Um, and I was just reading, like, a, um, this this quote from a writer, and it, it, it very much resonates what you just said, which is is uh, his, his best work essentially came when he let go of the thinker you know he you you think of writing as something where you've got a lot of like processing going through your mind to like complete the structure of the sentence paragraph etc but uh, this writer was saying that 
the best work that he ever did came when he he eliminated that and it just it just flows out of him or flows out of the ether wherever it's coming from it it just it's very interesting and it's uh that's one of the universalities of flow states for sure is this uh um and some people call it like autopilot or just letting your your subconscious or unconscious take over because if you're if you're tense if you're in a state of conscious action it's when you uh you aren't able to get fully into it this goes back to i forget what podcast it was on but we were talking about uh prince yeah how do he and i guess i haven't watched his documentary but we listened to a different podcast that uh referenced him and and you know how did it all happen prince how y'all like why is it all success for you and he's like well you just just gotta be cool and it's kind of coming down to that. Yeah. <laughs> we all just got to chill out a little bit. Get out oh, of your head. big time, man. Yeah. And that's what business, that's what like I find entrepreneurial, this entrepreneurial journey for me has come down to is just Ooh, kind of, kind of just being chill and happy and spreading light and people mm-hmm. like being attracted to that light and yeah. wanting to, wanting to uh, learn how to generate a little bit of that light in themselves. You know what I mean? That yeah. chillness in themselves. And that's all, I, it's all just energy. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, you have you have dark energy and you have light energy and um, you can sell either one of those, but people are more attracted to the light energy mm-hmm. and are realizing and are waking up to the dark energy in the world. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. I'd say the positive, the light is more in tune with that chillness, that tension free yeah. living, which people are being more attracted to now. Yeah, for that's sure. cool. That's uh, it's funny. That's kind of how what I still instill in my personal training, like. I can't remember the last time I prospected for clients. I don't do that. I let them come to me. Mm-hmm. I just put my everything into the people I have. And then I, I open up to, we'll say, ether, universe, whoever. And I say, like, I'm looking for a client this many, t- like, for instance, I did this the other day. I need a five o'clock, three times a week, Monday, Tuesday, Friday. And then after the combine event, someone came up to me and said, I am looking for, you know, a month of a pretty intensive personal training. Like, do you have five o'clock available? And I was like, Yes, but it's neat because I'm yeah. like, I'm not pushing for it. Like I used to work for good life, which is very salesy and they mm-hmm. they push a lot mm-hmm. and I never did that. And I like, even when I worked for good life, I would, I refused because I don't want someone to do that to me. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the top trainers in my club in terms of what they consider top as in like getting many clients to sign on to contracts yeah. and, uh, it's all, yeah, just, just chill out, you know, let business mm-hmm. come to you. Just do your work, put your head down, stay in your lane, like we say, and set up your bumpers, Yeah. whatever that looks like. And mm-hmm. It's all about word of mouth right now, for sure. 100%, yeah. You know, like all of our business that we generated oh, yeah? over there is like, well, not all of it, you know what I mean? I made some commercials on Facebook and we ran some Facebook ads and Sweet. they did great for us. Hmm. But now it's just all just people telling each other. Um, and, and that's just people being happy with what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people need to start talking to each other more. You know, because we're with the phones and social media, we're not talking to each other. Like we can't feel each other's um, mm-hmm. energy anymore through the phones. So more and more people are going to get trapped by these um, advertising um, methods that like Good Life Fitness and stuff are using where they're not really giving people that that good of service. They can, you know what I mean? If the, if mm-hmm. the trainer is good, yeah. but like they're hiring a lot of people with not the best certifications, you know what I mean? They don't they don't vet them all that hard. And therefore, um, people are going to get caught by these advertising yeah. tricks to get people in and paying um, too much money for these 
uh, things that don't offer them that much value. You know what I mean? So the more that we can talk to each other and just spread energy, the more that the, the good energy is going to be, um, it's going to flourish. Start flowing. It's going to flourish yeah, and, gonna, and yeah. it's, we're going to yeah, save ourselves. True, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this, it's actually a, a great transition point because uh, I was just listening to um, Seth Godin does a podcast. He's a, he's like a, I don't Seth Godin. Yeah, Mark, yeah, exactly. He's, he's well known in the marketing world. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my, like, I think a lot of people see him as, as sort of like the, the king of marketing in that he's not a pushy salesperson. He's just very intelligent about that whole point of providing value and everything. And I was just listening to one yesterday called Don't Be Evil is what he was talking about. And that's actually, so it's a riff that he kind of did about Google essentially because that was, that is, I think, still something that's inside their headquarters on the wall. It says don't be evil. But, you know, he kind of broke it down into uh, there's a lot of evil that Google is doing as far as controlling the controlling our attention streams. Right. So um, putting more and more on the Google search page where people are paying for the advertising and even like in Gmail. Right. You've got those ads in Gmail. Um, If you use the, the Gmail platform above all the promotions, there's like spots where people can pay to have their email inserted in your inbox. Right. So, um, it was kind of like this idea of, of, of don't be evil and, and do the, do the things that spread light. Um, I think is, is the critical message. Absolutely. Um, and that's how you get the word of mouth going and we're majorly like a word of mouth based business as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, people want to know how the experience was from other customers before, they necessarily try it themselves, right? And that's how you get the snowball rolling and, and growing and, and spreading mm-hmm. light. Um, and another interesting thing that like all of this parallels with me and it seems to be in place like very much so with your business, maybe at least your side of it. Um, I don't know so much if you identify as more like introverted or extroverted, but I think definitely more like Team introvert, introvert right? yeah. Absolutely. So it's uh, maybe the, the answer isn't always um, what we're saying, but I think it's a good one to spread because uh, it, it really goes into this. I think building encouragement for people that whether they want to start a business or whatever, they just want more self-confidence. It doesn't always have to be like the world of the extrovert. Right. Um, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that unless you're going to be evil, like you said, um, spreading more of the dark sort of energy of business, uh, and which is idolizing money at its yeah, core. exactly. Instead of doing something that you're like mm-hmm. passionate about, um, yeah, that's the great way to summarize it. Um, mm-hmm. So there is there is that, but um, there's also like this more spreading the good light. I think is sometimes like an introverted pursuit and. Uh, at least in the way that like you don't have to go out and be pushy about it, but people will come to you. That's yeah. My brain's all going on. Like it's cool. This is stuff you don't have to force. You can't force light. Like it just is. You can't force truth. You can't force flow. Like these are all things that just Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone who's like, if you're a light worker, you're someone who's spreading light, like you, there's just a hundred percent truth in that or it's not light. And you can't force it. So these things, like, you don't need these aggressive sales tactics. It just is. 
mm-hmm. and it'll like if you trust it, it'll go where it needs to go, and then it's then we've come back to Prince. So we're just being cool. Yeah, yeah, just being cool. The king of the the king of cool, the masculine and the feminine, They're, yeah, absolutely yeah, intertwined. Do you know what yeah, I mean? He's a balance man. All the best musicians are actually like that. Very much so. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Just yeah, so many. Yeah. So. I now kind of carrying that forward just so that we're uh, staying on on track with like our timeline we've got to get back to work and stuff <laughs> um, so sweat happy wellness and you've started this new reformer Pilates business um, for anybody that doesn't know what is reformer Pilates and then like as you said sweat happy is kind of spreading it's it's um, message really fast and you know growing rapidly you started in Lindsay and now you're next door in pulse the studio in pulse physiotherapy um so tell us a bit about that and i think we'll certainly get becky on sometime because she's uh she's she'd also be great to talk about this but i want to hear it from your perspective too and yeah my wife rules hey becky (laughs) (laughs) um so uh reformer pilates uh, the reformer machine is a machine that Joseph Pilates started in like the early 1900s. He created, uh, basically he was trying to rehabilitate bedridden soldiers in World War One, And that's why the machines kind of look like a bed. You lie down on them for the yeah. most part. And uh, he basically strung up all these springs and these ropes and, and straps and stuff on these hospital beds so that people could start building their core so that they could um, hopefully one day stand and walk again, you know? So uh, in doing that, he realized that he had something really amazing. Uh, this machine, the way that it gives you like this tactile feedback of, of your control and, and how uh, stable you are. You know what I mean? You can easily see the differences and the imbalances in your body uh, according to, uh, in terms of stability um, using this machine. So he realized that he had something really good and he took it to New York. Uh, where he started training ballerinas or uh, dancers and stuff. I think people who were just in the arts. Yeah. And um, he con- he called it controlology while he was in New York. And so so it's it's basically the study of how to precisely control and articulate your body, cool. you know. And uh, so that's that's reformer reformer Pilates. Yeah, you you can look it up on the internet. You can see pictures of it. It kind of just looks like a little torture slash sex machine. It's it's a weird looking thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a thing. lot of like strings and ropes and springs. And, yeah. Exactly. It, it's it's really cool though, and it's yeah. it's really fun. But basically, our story starts with Becky. She worked at a physiotherapy clinic in Toronto, and her boss paid for her to get training in Pilates, both Matt Pilates and. Uh, and reformer Pilates in order to rehabilitate people at this physiotherapy clinic. And um, so she she did her schooling and she really liked it and she kept taking all these reformer and Pilates classes all in Toronto and learned tons about it. And then we were both living in the city during that time. We quit our jobs. We went traveling in like Southeast Asia for a while and to find ourselves and figure out what the heck we wanted to do. Exactly. (laughs) And um, we came home and uh, still trying to figure it out what, what we wanted to do. And then Becky bought, Becky convinced me to buy one reformer machine. And we had it in this little room about the size of this room, just a little 10 by 10 room where she was, we were trying to sell privates out of there with this one single reformer that's probably like 20 years old. It's not the nicest reformer. But uh, anyways, it wasn't going that well. She could, she was only getting like one client in every week or so. But I started using it. And I was just like, like at first I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just kind of playing on it. I, I 
for a long time, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of doing bicep, you know, like just doing silly manly type workouts (laughs) on this machine. No clue how it was going to benefit me, but I was starting to like get it, how you, you do movements slowly and you control them and you, you have to be in control or you'll fall off the carriage. Basically that's the, that's the thing with the machine. Mm. And, um, I started getting these crazy benefits from it. Like right away, like my shoulders started to widen. Um, my posture was starting to get better without even understanding how it was working or what I was doing. Cause I wasn't even doing the workouts correctly, you know, mm. and my guitar playing started improving like huge amounts. And then my singing started improving. Like my, my, uh, diaphragmic control started improving. Um, so I was getting all these crazy benefits. So when I get stoked on something, I, I go full fledged with it. You know what I mean? So I was just like, Becky, like straight up, like, I love this thing. I don't even know how to use it, but I'm getting all these crazy benefits. I can sell this. Like, I don't care what it's supposed to be doing, whatever it's doing for me, I can sell this. You know what I mean? So we decided to, I, one day I was standing in our master bedroom, which is about two times the size of this room. And I was like, Becky, we could probably buy like four machines and and run a little studio in here and you could put on classes. And maybe if, you know, instead of charging people 50 bucks an hour for privates, we could charge 20 bucks and make $80 in that hour with four machines. You know what I mean? And, uh, and she was just like, oh, she, she didn't think it would work because we've tried so many businesses over the last while. And, um, we've had a lot of failures, like I said, you know what I mean? So she didn't think that we would do it. She didn't think that we, we would make she, she just was a little negative about it. You know what I mean? But I was like, no, I really believe I I think we can definitely do this. I can, I can sell this. And, uh, so we opened it in January of this year in our master bedroom with the goal of making about $1,500 in our first month. And that was a very low goal. And Becky didn't think we would get there. And, uh, by the end of January, we had made about three times that. And I was just like, yes. And then the second month, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Finally, (laughs) finally, we're supporting ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give her a hug when I say. (laughs) (laughs) She's chill. She gets it now. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, so we lost where I was going with that. But we, um, you made a lot of money. We made we made enough money. We're supporting ourselves. And that was fantastic. And so pretty much right away, like in February, all of our classes were full and we were booking almost a month out. Sweet. But we had no waitlist function, which was a bit of a headache. You know okay. what I mean? So, cause we're using a really cheap form of online booking software. Yeah. And so then we got, uh, we hired another teacher. We paid for her training. Um, uh, Amy Stubbs, a sustainable yogi out of Lindsay. Yeah, she, cool. And she's doing a great job. She's a cool chick. And, um, so we paid for her training and then she started teaching for us a little bit and, uh, and it kept growing, kept growing. And then I was like, I was about ready to start working with my dad doing forestry again in the summer. And I was just like, man, this is doing so good. Like we, we should open another studio in Peterborough and I'll get, I'll get my training. I'll go to Toronto, get the month long training at stop Pilates in Toronto mm-hmm. and, uh, figure out this Pilates thing and then I'll start teaching really forcing myself to get out of my comfort zone you know what I mean and um so I did I went to Toronto and, and learned it and uh, uh loved it just w- once I understood it from like the inside out Pilates I was just like holy crap this is mind-blowing like I'm gonna get so good at anything because it's a practice of coordination that's all it is mm-hmm. you know what I mean practicing Pilates can get you better at anything you want to do in brain life training. it's brain yeah. training that's yeah. all it is yeah. so um, I started teaching in like June and um, still just learning and learning and uh, 
finally feeling like I'm actually figuring out Pilates now, you know what I mean? Cause I'm always learning new things. And, um, so now we have these two studios, one in Lindsay, one in Peterborough. We moved out of our master bedroom in Lindsay into another studio and, and then also bought six more machines for here in Peterborough. And now we have two studios. I mainly teach here in Peterborough and Becky mainly teaches in Lindsay. And then we have Jess Dalladay, the healthy sweet potato. I don't know if you know her. I don't know that one. No, she was on um, the Studio PTBO podcast a little while ago. She used to teach Pilates, Matt Pilates at um, Pulse right here. And now she is teaching Reformer for us too. Great. So we got... That's rapid growth. Me and Becky. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. What what month is it? Who are we right now? It's September. Yeah. (laughs) September, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Good for you guys. Thanks. Yeah, that's cool. It was go time, you know? Like, yeah. we, we, we've been studying business for so long and like doing all this personal development stuff to yeah. get us to be the people we wanted to be that once we found some way that we can serve people, it was like, just get it going. Yeah. Just yeah. show, like get the loans, get the money going, just get it done. And yeah. Same way with me. Like it was a lot of behind the scenes studying business and, and you know, the desire to do it, but not the the uh, readiness yet to like yeah. execute, you know, mm-hmm. pull the trigger, but same exact same thing with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's how it goes, right? You're like, you're trying to find your path and then as soon as you get it, it's like, okay, we run now. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, yeah, I think so. Right. I mean, I can't, Or at least yeah. it becomes visible to the public and yeah. it seems like there's a lot going on. I think you described it perfectly to be honest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Totally. Yeah, that's fascinating. And I also really liked uh, the first time Kent told me about this, um, this way that Pilates works with enhancing coordination and balance and everything very much akin to the way animal flow and you know even the uh Mm -hmm. the example of like the coordination with the the finger pointing that like kind of the brain training um it was as fascinating to hear like that sort of relationship with uh what I think is becoming far more like trendy and popular with with fitness is this this uh, incorporation so yeah it's really yeah. cool to hear i think it's cool because it's it's like what i get out of this kind of stuff i've not tried or no i've done reformer pilates once and i'm gonna come hang out with you guys at some point soon cool um but with animal flow and even with yoga and all that stuff for myself like i find it brings me back into my body the way that I want like and I'm getting a workout at the same time so why not two birds one stone it right like mm-hmm. that makes way more sense to me because there's mindfulness included but then also my body is like reducing stress because I'm integrating everything and mm-hmm. I'm having fun and uh, I love that we're having all these like I think fitness is is come a long way from the bicep boys like it's we're not <laughs> totally. there's still that and that's cool like some people find their flow in that and that's yep. great Absolutely. Um, but I think it's neat that there's a lot more I don't know, you're just seeing a lot awareness, more mindfulness, awareness a lot more mind-body like, work, wellness, yeah. I guess, coming it's forward. Wellness. It's wellness. Yeah. It's less aesthetics, yeah. more wellness. You exactly. Know what I mean? Wanting to feel good. Yeah. Because those guys lifting heavy weights, you know, when they get into their 50s and 60s, they're they tired, aren't feeling man. so good yeah, anymore. Yeah, their joints hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Absolutely. that's cool. It sound, the way that you speak of Pilates, it sounds like it's quite an anchor for you. Like, it's, you know, it helps you in everywhere. Your guitar, your singing, your, you know, mindset, whatever, like, and then your body, which mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. And then plus, the cool thing about this career for me is that once I started teaching, I realized that this is a performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love performing. You know what I mean? I like getting on stage and performing for people. So 
you know, as, as soon as I stopped sweating profusely while teaching the classes, because I was so nervous, and I got into my flow state while I'm teaching, then yeah. it became more of like a performance, and I'm and I'm like controlling the tempo of the room with the way that I talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, it becomes a dance that it, way. It becomes a dance, yeah. you know, and it's oh, it's so beautiful. It's a great, just perfect path for me, and it just cool. kind of it, it came down to me, for me like I was a very um, I'm a very liquid person in my way of thinking I'm not very consistent you know what I mean I'm changing learning new things constantly and I was kind of the main the main um, leader of our business our journey me and Becky mm-hmm. and then after just so many things that I just failed at like running like I didn't fail it's just like I just stopped doing it because I didn't like it anymore like selling things on eBay selling things on Amazon trying all these different business methods I went okay I have to stop investing in myself. It's time to invest in Becky. She's been doing the same thing for the last like seven years. I don't think she's going to change. Let's do what she's doing. That seems to be the best way of going about it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I was like, we're going to go your way, Becky, and we're going to do your thing. And uh, it worked out fantastically because we were able to like marry my skills mm-hmm. of like having kind of just being a jack of all trades in a lot of ways uh, with her consistency mm-hmm. and level headedness. And together we kind of, fill in the holes that we yeah. have within ourselves. You know what I mean? That's yeah. lovely. That's mm-hmm. like uh, Jordan was talking about the power of partnerships yeah, yeah, last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. That's sure. a, a perfect example of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think just so that we're not going over time, I know you've got a, a Pilates class to teach here soon and telsey has got to get going. Um, For sure. Kind of just wrapping up before we kind of leave people clues where they can find you and all that if if they don't know it's literally next door but um what sort of what are the key takeaways with like business advice for you like it sounds like there's there's been a lot of lessons learned along the the journey and Mm -hmm. and which which ones stand out to you as like the most tried and true i think a really simple business idea and it's basically what you followed really simple business tip is find something that's working in the city yeah and bring it to a small town. That's the easiest way of doing it. People are people have their Instagram. People know what's going on in Toronto. People know what's going on in all the cool cities. You don't even have to do the educational part of the marketing anymore because the the people are already there. But they're usually if they want to go do something like say performer Pilates, they're traveling all the way to Toronto to go do it. Yeah. Or if they're go, they want to go on a float tank, they're traveling to Toronto if they want to do it. So people know about these things. So don't worry. That market is there. Yeah. If your town has like. Even 20,000. We're killing it in Lindsay. True. 20,000 people. Lindsay's fitness community is insane. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. blown me away. Yeah. Because yeah. we also got Dr. Sean, who was on last week. Is he's he's, well, he, he's got the Fit Body Boot Camp there mm-hmm. in yeah. Lindsay. And, and they've got um, Corth Lakes Chiropractic as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah. I got to listen to that podcast. I listened to a little bit of it, but I got to listen to the rest of it. Yeah, it was a good one. Because sure. he, he had just come back from... Uh, the Iron Warrior competition, which is a sort of like an Ironman race for for veterans and mm-hmm. uh, and for reservists in the army, so very fascinating and lots of uh, mental toughness there. A great great oh, podcast for for getting a little bit of uh, that kind of motivation. Yeah, yeah cool. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, business yeah. tips: work on yourself. You know, you got to be you got to have that light in you if you actually want to shine that light mm-hmm. for people. You got to have energy if you want to give people energy because that's all that money really is. It's a mm-hmm. it's a money exchange. It's an energy exchange. Sure. You know, and um, and then you got to. I, I think partnership is so important, too. You know what I mean? Like without Becky, I'd be I'd probably be like living in a van down by the river or 
on the streets of Thailand. I'd love that life. I'd choose it. <laughs> I would. I would do that for sure if I didn't have Becky. Um, but uh, you know, Becky wants to start a family and do the do the thing. So I'm I'm doing it with her. And uh, so yeah, you need someone to drive you. Yeah. That that partnership yeah. is good for keeping you focused and stuff. Right. So. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Very cool. So, uh, where can people find you and and anything else you want to include before we wrap up here? People I, can find me at Pulse Physio in Peterborough. Here, um, I'm usually here throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to get a hold of me, I'm I'm Cool Kent on Instagram with a K. With a K. Yep. Cool Kent with a K. <laughs> and, if you want to uh, know when the band's performing or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that would be on the Instagram page or, yeah. or my Facebook page, um, which is just my name is Kent Sheehy. Um, you can find me from the Sweat Happy Wellness page too. Follow Sweat Happy Wellness on Facebook or follow Sweat Happy Wellness on Instagram. Totally. It's probably the best place to if you want to know what I'm doing. I don't post too much to the internet anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I've fallen off that game a little bit, but it's just because it's not where my interests lay right now. My interests lay in people, you know what I mean? Really yeah. helping people one-on-one. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's where they can find me. The internet. Cool Kent's cool. what happy on us. Yeah. Cool. We usually do the digital minimalism thing, but you kind of touched on it several times here today yeah. that I think was beautifully succinct and and doesn't really need to be expounded upon anymore this time. But I think we'll definitely have to get you on the show again though. I would love we, to for sure. We yeah, can, there's a uh, lot we can dig. Yeah, there's a lot we can dig go into. Yeah. But uh, we'll wrap it up here for today just so that we're not not interfering with the the regular flow of the day so for sure thanks for being on Ken. that was really fun yeah Yeah, thanks guys we'll talk to you again soon hey everyone thank you so much for listening or watching this episode of the Flowcast. if you like listening to this podcast be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on apple podcasts it helps to spread out the awareness and let other people know about the podcast And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button and subscribe. And if you want to be notified when these episodes come out each week, you can also hit the bell beside the subscribe button and you'll be notified right away whenever a new episode of the Flowcast is launched. We love to hear from you about whatever topics you want us to cover on the Flowcast. So send us your questions. You can either find us through YouTube or Instagram, whatever's easiest for you. And that way you can send your questions in and we'll be happy to answer them on the show. Thank you again for listening to the Flowcast and we'll talk to you again next time.